0: The federal government is cracking down on air pollutions in cities like Milwaukee. Last week, the Environmental Protection Agency tightened its restrictions on soot. Soot is also known as PM2.5, short for particulate matter that measures just 2.5 microns across. That's 30 times smaller than a human hair, which is tiny enough to burrow deep into our lungs and enter the bloodstream. The pollution comes from sources like coal-fired power plants, agriculture, highway traffic, and forest fires. The updated soot standards brings the EPA's annual limit down from 12 micrograms per cubic meter of air to 9. This might not sound like much, but studies show exposure to this stuff is not safe. WUWM's Lena Tran spoke with Milwaukee nurse educator Lillian Jensen about the new regulations. Jensen is a member of the group Healthy Climate Wisconsin, And she begins by explaining how she first got involved in advocating for stronger air quality standards.
1: The standard was something that was initially my first baby step into political advocacy back in 2020. I signed up for public remark and the standards at that time didn't pass. And so this has been a long journey to get
2: to this point. So it's it's a good time to celebrate. (laughs) What was it about that issue? What kind of made this your thing? So, I started
1: out my nursing career on a medical surgical floor, a community based hospital uh, was my career initially. And we saw a lot of geriatric patients there and lots of folks with congestive heart failure or asthma, COPD, respiratory issues, um, and also a lot of stroke. And I felt like as I continued my nursing career, that in the hospital setting, we're at the very end stream of. Physical illness. We're at the point where this stuff has already happened to you. Here we are trying to treat it, mitigate it, make it not as bad maybe as it could be, but we aren't able to do anything to the upstream impacts. What could we do to help? See, so you're not even in the hospital, so I don't even see you, right? Because I don't want to see you in the hospital unless you're visiting. I want you to live a happy and healthy life and feeling like, while well, I can be helpful here, I'd I really want to pay attention to that upstream part, and what can we do there? I've always been interested in environmentalism. My father was, in the 80s, an engineer in Antarctica on the Ross Ice Shelf Project, where they were doing ice core drilling. So it's been a part of my whole life, you know, hearing about climate change. So that kind of peaked that foray into environmentalism. What is environmental impact on health? We talk about genetics. We talk about, you know, poverty's impact on your health race impact on your health, but what about the environment? And that's when I started learning about specifically air pollution and its impact
2: on health. Cool. That's amazing. Um, Well, fast forward a few years and the EPA has just finalized this new air quality standard, which tightens regulations of soot or particulate matter 2.5. What's your immediate reaction to this new standard?
1: Well, this is a great step because I said before, right, I had lobbied for this and it hadn't passed. And now having this come through, it's kind of a a moment of surprise, <laughs> to be honest. So having this step happen is a really big call out that folks are recognizing that, that this is important issue. It's not going as strong as it really could be, but it's a good middle ground. It's a good initial first step that we're seeing here. And to be honest, a lot of The area around Wisconsin is not going to have trouble meeting those standards at all. There's actually other parts of the U.S. that will have a a harder time with that. But I think it holds accountable those folks that are the highest emitters that otherwise, if we didn't have this in place, uh, may for financial reasons or other reasons just not take that extra step to uh, reduce their emissions.
2: Yeah. What are some sources of particulate matter in our region in Wisconsin?
1: coal plants absolutely are a big emitter of soot. So there's a coal plant in Oak Creek, which is a south suburbs of Milwaukee, a place that I live nearby. And in 2021, they reported that adults living within 35 kilometers of a coal fired plant have worse lung function than those living further away. And I don't know even you, but I'm not great at distance, especially in kilometers. So it's like how far away is 35 kilometers from that Oak Creek power plant? Um, And that's places like Mayfair Mall, the Milwaukee Art Museum, the Betty Brin Children's Museum, the Kenosha Dinosaur Discovery Museum. These are all places I've visited with my son and my family. Uh, And you don't realize that it's not just, oh, can I see that coal plant? I might have health impacts, but it's really, really widespread. So that's one of the controllable reasons for soot. Other reasons could be the you know, the Canadian wildfires that we saw last summer, right? Now controllable in terms of forest management, of course, in terms of climate change, those are gonna be harder to control for than looking at our coal plants. Additionally, traffic, right? Traffic is another soot um, producer
2: and our traffic seems to always go through some of our lowest served communities as well. Well, you've kind of touched on this in a few different ways, but can you talk more about what the health impacts of this are? So I think when people think about air quality, they
1: mainly think about respiratory disease, right? Asthma, COPD, I mentioned, and that's totally true. Um, And actually one of our lowest income zip codes, which I lived next to for a time, which is 53205, traditionally redlined in the past, by the way, that area code. Children are hospitalized at at rates that are 10 times higher than those just one or two zip codes nearby. As we talked about the traffic being around those particular areas or potential power plants being around those areas as well. And so there there are higher rates of asthma, higher rates of COPD, worse lung function, but also that soot enters into our bloodstream through our lungs because it's so, so very small. It can go into your bloodstream And then it starts destroying the walls of your blood vessels. This can lead to stroke. Oh, those are the patients that I was seeing in the hospital, right? This can lead to higher blood pressure, hypertension in pregnant women. uh, Hypertension is one of the highest causes of low birth weight or infant mortality. And that high blood pressure in older Americans, right, can lead to heart attack or stroke, congestive heart failure too. So some of the big hitters that I was seeing in the hospital we're also impacted by air quality. No group is not unaffected by it, right? Older Americans, pregnant women, kids, and of course all of us, not in either of those groups,
2: are all potentially impacted. So what are you going to call for next? I guess, what do you think would be the next step to keep on pushing on this issue?
1: Definitely renewable energy, right? Energy that doesn't have such a big impact on the environment, We have some great funds coming through the IRA that we as a state need to really streamline and make it available to our state because these are federal funds. So if we don't use them, somebody else will. So our state really needs to be clear and try to remove as much red tape as possible for groups and communities to be able to get those funds and use them at the local level for the health of those communities. I think we can all still rally around the idea that we want our playgrounds, we want our schools, we want our um, places of worship to be places of clean air. And so we can I hopefully all come together on, well, how do we do that? What are the strategies we can mitigate on that?
0: That was WUWM's Lena Tran speaking with Lillian Jensen, a nurse educator in Milwaukee and member of the group Healthy Climate Wisconsin. You can find more information at wuwm.com.